we are now going to uh, turn our attention uh, to our weekly uh, Earth Watch. Um, just to share with you, COP26 is going on. The government of India, which is among the five top emitters of CO2, has been criticized for not taking enough action on climate change. And on Monday, November 8th, Indian Prime Minister uh, Modi announced 2070 as the target for his country to reach net zero carbon emissions, which is two decades beyond what scientists say is needed to avert catastrophic uh, climate uh, impacts. And only last week, India, currently the world's third biggest emitter of greenhouse gases after China and the United States, rejected calls to announce a net zero carbon emissions uh, target. And so there are a lot of uh, issues there in the uh, northern Indian states, which are mostly agricultural economies. They uh, suffer quite a bit. And uh, also India is losing huge amounts of humid primary uh, forests. And here to uh, discuss some of this with us, we'd like to welcome uh, Suparna Lahiri, who is based in New Delhi, India, who is with the Global Forest Coalition's climate campaigner and advisor. The Global Forest Coalition is an international uh, coalition of NGOs and indigenous peoples organizations defending social justice and the rights of forest peoples in forest policies. Suparna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Margaret. Okay, so uh, Suparna, I know you got to uh, listen to a little bit of um, Vijay's uh, presentation of what they are trying to do in terms of, of soil regeneration and the work that you're doing also an integral uh, part of this because protecting the trees, uh, such an important part of that work. So uh, tell us your concerns now as COP26 is, is meeting and what is happening with the forests in India. If you so talk of COP26, uh, things are looking not very good because outstanding issues are still to be trashed out. We have 24 hours to go uh, for this COP to end tomorrow, precisely Friday, and outstanding issues on finance, flow uh, from developed countries, outstanding issues on loss and damage, outstanding issues on adaptation funds, and then to complete the agreement on Paris rule book, uh, parties have to agree on Article 6, and all these four are not much moving ahead in that sense. So uh, we don't know that uh, how the COP will end tomorrow, and then precisely uh, to finish the Paris rule book, it is necessary that Article 6 uh, agreement has, uh, the Article 6 has to be agreed with the parties, and we don't see uh, much consensus at this point of time. The text, the last iteration of text has come about four hours back, and we still see a lot of uh, contentious issues within Article 6 still heavily bracketed, which means that they still remain unresolved. We have one night and few hours tomorrow to resolve. And uh, though 
we hear there is a tremendous pressure from the COP26 presidency to resolve these issues, but I'm not sure how these how these widely divergent views can be resolved in 24 hours. Uh, finance also under Article 9 is not progressing much, although UK had said that they will be uh, kind of uh, committing to the old commitment of 100 billion US dollars per year from 2023. We actually need more than that at this point to keep uh, our commitment as for the 2030 milestone of uh, reducing our emission by 45% over 2010. And then the loss and damage is a huge issue, which is also not moving forward as such. So this is what, uh, in a, in a gist, is the COP26 story in front of you. And thank you for your uh, views on, on what is happening. Uh, we have um, been sharing some of that information with our listeners. Before we run out of time, though, can you tell us about the concerns about what's happening with the forests in India? Because forests have obviously play a very, very important role in the environment. Uh, Suparna. Yes. So, uh, so. Uh, Going through the nationally determined uh, commitment, uh, which is a report that uh, Indian government and all other parties to the Paris Agreement has to file, and the last NDC India filed before the Paris Agreement in 2015, forest has been a, a kind of a major uh, game changer in that because it, the India government has committed to increase sequestration and forest cover over the years, basically to offset for the other, uh, what, we, what we call economy-wide emissions. Now, we are, we are uh, the uh, government agencies are updating the forest cover, uh, tree cover, almost every two years. But, uh, you know, in India, According to the laws, legally you can deforest and uh, you can also, uh, uh, there, there is also law against illegal deforestation. So uh, we are concerned that as India is claiming that it is increasing forest cover, but the, but the forest, the health of the forest actually is not at all good at this point of time. Uh, there is increased degradation within the forest and and the forest diversion which is a legal term that we use in india which means deforestation continues because in india legally you can divert forest for development projects and and for development projects if it is being cleared by the environment and climate change and forest ministries uh, committees uh, a, a project can, for a project to take off uh, the amount of forest that they need to divert, again, the deforestation can be cleared. And so these clearances are coming. It, it's not that the clearances have stopped. So what India's position is that 
for India's economic development and growth, they need uh, forest di diversion up to a limit. But you know that limit is sometimes on average now at this point of time is anywhere between 15,000 to 25,000 hectares per year. So deforestation wow. has not stopped. Deforestation is there. And in the midst of it, Indian government is claiming that the forest cover is increasing. And incidentally, this forest cover data uh, comprises not the original recorded forest area alone, but non-forest areas outside the forest area. And then you uh, add to it the tree cover. So apparently, it seems that the forest cover is increasing, but we are concerned about what is happening inside the recorded forest area, and and that concern still remains. So, uh, carbon sequestration or increasing forest cover, unfortunately to us, it still remains a concern and failing. I would say. Right, and, and clearly the the impact that this has on people who live in the forest. I mean, just as in the Amazon and um, parts of the continent of Africa, there are people who live in the forest, and they have their rights. They've been living there. They've been taking care of the forest also. Um, and I imagine that this deforestation that you're referring to has had a tremendous and negative impact on that. We just have about a minute, uh, Suparna, if you could... Uh, comment on the impact of on um, the rights of forest people. Huge, huge in, in impact. We have a very progressive and historic uh, uh, legislation conferring and recognizing the rights of the forest dwellers in India since 2006. But on one side, there is a very slow and almost no implementation in many areas of recording of rights of the forest dwellers. At the same time, the rights of the forest dwellers to say yes or no to the clearance for the diversion for a development project is what is of main concern. Because we have village councils, which are constitutional bodies now, and they are empowered by the legislation that for every development project to get forest clearance, there should be a rater of consent from the village council. And most of the time we find that these village councils are not at all consulted, let alone having the rater of consent from, from them. And if there, and if the village Councils do rise up and so and say no. Very rarely their voices are heard, and so many of these village councils and communities have gone to the court uh, to stop uh, these kind of practices. And as you are saying, is it has to be a huge in, impact on the communities because the forest that they live in is their existence. It, it, their, their spiritual, cultural relations uh, is, is there with the forest. They have a symbiotic relationship. Their livelihood depends on uh, the forest. So it's, it's, the, it's the same story of not 
using not have having the pre prior informed consent of the forest communities when you do something with the forest retelon diverting forest for non forest activities and the struggle uh, many forest communities today in india are struggling for their right till now and and for their existence and 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 to conserve and preserve forest following their customary practices traditional knowledge and wisdom and that is the most challenging part today for the forest communities and we hope that you know that has to be recognized fast and now to also resolve the climate crisis that we are facing at this point of time Absolutely. And on that note, uh, Suparna, we are going to have uh, to leave it there. Suparna, who is uh, based in New Delhi, India, and the Global Forest Coalition's Climate Campaign and Advisor. We also want to thank the Global Justice Ecology Project. We partner with them for our weekly Earth Minute and our weekly Earth Watch. And Suparna, just to say that uh, a lot of us are, are really keeping an eye very closely on what is happening with the movements in India from the massive strike of farmers uh, to the, the work of, of people like uh, Vijay uh, Kumar and the women who are very involved in the natural uh, farming, offering examples to the rest of uh, many of us, particularly in, in the Western world, on soil degradation and, of course, your work in protecting uh, not only forests, but the rights of forest people. So a lot going on on what many refer to as the subcontinent uh, we really appreciate your work and we appreciate you joining us. Suparna Lahiri, thank you.